Don't you think stories told next to the fire had some mysterious edge to them? Just imagine, you're in a beautiful valley and the sky is filled with a million stars. The campfire is warm and burning bright. In the golden glow, I start telling you mythical tales from around the world. From the river Ganges to the river Nile, from epic battles to breathtaking adventures. I'm your host Anushree and you're listening to The Tales by the Fireside. Hey everyone, I'm your host Anushree and welcome to my podcast Tales by the Fireside. I bet you all have heard about Mahabharata. It is one of the most important epics in our country. We are so fond of the characters in the Mahabharata that we use them as examples even today. Well, when we see our friends eating a lot of food, don't we tend to call them bakasuras? Even our defense has a war vessel named after Bhishma. And that's how deep the epic has impacted our lives. On today's episode, I would like to tell you a lesser known story from Bharata which is equally entertaining and thought-provoking. So strap on your seats and let us go back in time. Thousands of years ago, on a beautiful spring evening, Menake, the dancing Apsara in the court of Indra, was enjoying the sunset sitting on the banks of River Ganga. Her feet were immersed in the cool water and she had braided her hair with fresh jasmines and roses. The king of the Gandharvas, Vishwavasu, who was wandering through the forest, sees Menake in the golden glow of the setting sun and was deeply affected by her beauty. He came closer to her and asked, O beautiful maiden, who are you and why are you here alone? Menake answered, I am Menake, the Apsara from the heavens. I have come here to enjoy the nature. Their conversation grew well into the night and they both fell for each other as the time passed. Millions of stars in the sky, the snow-capped peaks of the Himalayas and the crystal-clear Ganga stood as witnesses for their love. After nine long months, Menake gave birth to a beautiful girl child. But she was terrified to face the wrath of Devendra. Her mind was torn when she had to choose between her child and the heavens. In the end, with a heavy heart, she leaves the baby next to a river and returns to her abode. Just imagine the state of the infant, so small and helpless. The day-old baby started to cry from hunger. Her feeble cries reached the ears of a compassionate sage whose ashram was close by. He ran in the direction of the sound and found a small baby girl bundled in the leaves of a lotus. The sage's heart broke looking at the small abandoned child. He brought her back to his ashram and raised her like his own daughter. The girl child grew into a beautiful maiden. She was virtuous and full of wisdom just like Sthulakesha her foster father. Sthulakesha named the girl Pramadwara. Pramadwara shone with radiance like the moon above. Her skin was as soft as the petal of a lotus and her eyes were loving and kind. There was another family of rishis 
living in a hermitage in the same forest. They were well known for their deep understanding of the Vedas, the clan of Bhrugu. The newest member of this family was Ruru, the son of Pramati and the celestial apsara Ghratachi. As most young men of their age, Ruru and his friends spent their time wandering in the forests, diving in the river, trying to climb the snow-capped Himalayas and learning the Vedas. One fine day, Ruru and his friends spot an ashram deep inside the forest. They find out that it's the ashram of the great sage Sthulakesha. They went to Sthulakesha and bowed low before him and offered their greetings. The sage gave them all a warm welcome and asked his daughter Pramadwara to see to the needs of his guests. Pramadwara brought out a pitcher of water for them to wash their feet. When Ruru's eyes fell on Pramadwara, he was blown away by her beauty and Pramadwara was smitten by the young man as well. The wind in the trees seemed to sigh in pleasure at the love which shone in their eyes. Ruru promised Pramadwara that he would bring back his father to ask her hand for marriage the very next day. Ruru ran to his ashram in great excitement and told his father, My dear father, I met a beautiful lady called Pramadwara in Sage Sthulakesha's ashram and I have surrendered my heart to her. Would you please, please speak with the sage about this? When Pramati heard this, he was extremely pleased that his son had chosen a bride for himself. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. The very next morning, Pramati and Ururu went to Sthulakesha's ashram. Pramati addressed Sthulakesha and said, O venerable sir, my son Ruru has reached the age for marriage. Wandering through the woods, he came to your ashram and seeing your daughter was smitten with love for her. I have therefore come to beg you to give her in marriage to my son. Sthulakesha happily agreed and gave his consent. Both the families appointed a day for their marriage. Ruru and Pramantwara were eagerly waiting for the big day. The stars seemed brighter and the hours weren't running fast enough for the lovebirds. A few days before their marriage, Pramantwara was playing with her friends near the ashram. Though she was very happy to get married to the love of her life, she was a little sad to leave behind her father and her friends. Amidst all the shrieks of laughter and happiness, Pramadwara unknowingly steps on a cobra. The cobra angered, sank its venomous teeth in Pramadwara. She let out a cry of pain and fell like a tree cut down. What is it? What happened? Her friends ran to her. When they saw the snake crawling near the bush, they were horrified. Sthulakesha tried to revive her, but no treatment seemed to work. The bite had been too severe. Pramadwara lay there lifeless. 
when Ruru heard the terrible news of Pramodvara's passing, he went mad with grief and turned and fled to the jungle. Unable to accept the loss, he ran and ran inside the forest crying bitterly. He thought of the time when his eyes had met Pramodvara's. It was as if they were waiting for each other's arrival. He had fell in love more and more as he got to know her better. Their walks next to the river, her soft hands in his, her smile, her hair floating in the breeze, every word she had uttered started haunting him. He remembered the day he had plucked the divine smelling parichata and had fixed it in her hair. She had smiled and blushed. Ruru had felt that his heart might burst with pleasure looking at her. How could he imagine a future without her? The pain was a physical ache in his chest. Cursing his misfortune, he stared at the heavens and shouted, If indeed I have remained true to my austerities, if I have performed the prescribed rites, if I have respected the elders and selflessly given away arms, then my dear Pramadvara should have to rise from the dead. A messenger from heaven who was passing through the forest heard Ruru's lament and told him, How much ever you grieve or shout, once someone has passed beyond the mortal bridge, there is no coming back. Ruru collapsed on the ground in agony. The messenger's heart broke looking at the desolate young man. So he offered a way out. He said, O Ruru of the Bhrugu clan, there is one way you can save your loved one. Ruru eagerly listened to the messenger. You will need to give half of your mortal years to Pramadvara. Hearing this, Ruru becomes ecstatic and without a second thought, agrees to give half of his life. He goes to the Yamaloka and speaks to Yamadharma. Sir, I am ready to give up half of my mortal years for my love Pramadvara. A life without her would be meaningless. I accept the other half of my years with great pleasure if Pramadvara is next to me. Yamadharma, after much thought, granted his wish. Immediately, Pramadvara wakes up alive and healthy as if she was in a deep slumber. Ruru had made a great sacrifice for his love. He had won back his bride from death himself. The couple gets married on a beautiful sunny day in the forest with the blessings of their fathers and they lived happily ever after. Don't we all love to complain about our partners and fight with them for trivial reasons? But when we listen to these beautiful stories and the massive sacrifices they did for one another, we need to reflect upon our own relationships. Being a little selfless and doing small sacrifices for each other can make our bond stronger and far more pleasant. I hope you all enjoyed the story of Ruru and Pramadvara as much as I did. For more such mythical stories, please tune into my podcast, Tales by the Fireside.